Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Freefall RC Podcast. I am not Steve, and I'm Kevin. I'm here with Kevin, me, and Andy. Hey, now. And Ian. Ugh, what is sleep anymore? <laughs> and Darren, don't call me wines, weens. <laughs> How's it going, eh? How's yeah. it going, Darren? Uh, it's going. It's, you know. All right. Still alive. Uh- Nice. I just I just figured out how I can remember Darren's name. It's Weens, Uh-oh. like a wiener. <laughs> just think of a wiener. Yeah, it's not the first time I've heard that one. Just when I got his last name almost down, I forgot his first name. <laughs> I you called him Daryl or something. Daryl. <laughs> That's right. You've uh, done that a few I times. I was so I was so tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just the guy that everybody forgets about. You know, it's typical. Oh, well, this is episode uh, 338, fellow podcast series, volume eight, with Darren, not Daryl, Weens, not Wines, right? Yes. 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 Okay. Not yep. Wines. Nailed yes. it. Correct. Weens, so this, is pro- weens. this is probably going to be a little, <laughs> a little bit of a short show because uh, we've it's had gonna, some technical difficulties. It's going to be a short problems. shit show. Oh, wow. You can leave now. Darren, if you want, and okay, yeah. uh, you know, if you don't want to be a part of the short shit show, <laughs> I wouldn't blame you, honestly. Hey, I'm part of it, so it's got to be. <laughs> well, and, well, while Andy was getting his uh, act together and his equipment together, uh, we were talking about a lot of different things, guitars, bass guitars, uh, and and stuff. And Ian's been wrenching. Yeah. So yeah. So let's get on to everybody's week. How's everybody's week been? Anybody uh, done anything? Well, well, I'm going first because I need to explain why I sound like shit. Okay. Uh, uh, my equipment has took a dump, I believe, probably due to lightning strike, but I'm not sure. But basically, all my podcast recording equipment will not talk to my computer, and so I'm doing this through the phone. I'm sure it's shitty. I apologize to the listeners. I'm going to keep it short, not talk too much. I went to RCHO last weekend, hung out with some friends. I'm going to save a lot of the description of the event for maybe next week when Steve's here. And maybe I can get some better equipment between now and then or figure out my problem. But it was fun. Had a good time. Saw lots of people. Nice. Yeah. And you didn't get COVID? I did not get COVID again this time. That's you have to be determined, right? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. probably know by now. Well, he didn't cuddle with Gucci this time, so it's all good. That's true. Well, did you get monkeypox then? Uh, <laughs> we didn't ask about that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe un- undetermined. We'll see. I have been kind of itchy, so I don't know. It's possible. Wait, is that one of the symptoms? I think so. Shit. You sure, he didn't sit on a bad toilet seat like. Get like uh, fire your crotch crickets or something. No, I took my camper, so I had my own personal shitter. Okay, there you go, dude. On a side note, how did they come up with this stuff? 
And and how do people believe it? Like, all right, we're gonna come up with something that's itchy, so everybody thinks they have it. <laughs> like like. <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's itchy. Just oh, most okay. po- most pox are. I mean, oh yeah, yeah pox, true. Oh, dude, I had... I'm just assuming that the little uh, um, things you get are itchy. I don't know. I had chicken pox when I was super young, like before I could even start to remember shit. And then I had the shingles when I was like in when I was 10 or so, like less than 10 years old. Like I got a scar that goes halfway around my chest and my back from that. And I can remember that very vividly how bad that was in the fever that yeah was involved it was so bad like and now that i'm you know 55 like i see these commercials if you're over 50 you know you could get the shingles well i don't want it again because it sucked yeah you should probably get that shot um, yeah yeah every, should I? everybody that i talked to that's had <laughs> it had shingles later in life said yeah you better get the shot it because it sucks yeah really, really that bad. Too. but yeah. i don't know can i can i get it again dr uh ian what chicken pox or the shingles? The shingles. Can I get them a second time? I didn't ah. think that was possible. I don't know. I, I don't know on that one, but I've seen where shingles can get really ugly. I actually have a coworker that when she got shingles, she got it on her neck and it spread to her face. So she actually lost visual, you know, vision out of one eye because of it. Damn. Yeah, I know a guy that was on his neck and it got up and got like in his brain and affected some stuff. It it really fucked him what? up bad. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, it causes neurological damage. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! So you should watch that, Kevin. You don't have any brain to spare. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> All I need is neurological damage <laughs> and every other kind of damage. Sorry. So, so Ian, what have you been up to? Are you doing anything? Oh my god, dude! Um, I was on Discord. I ordered parts. Uh, got parked, and I've pretty much been wrenching since Friday. And then, like after I'd work a sixteen-hour shift, I spend like an hour or two be wrenching, do like another sixteen-hour shift, come home, wrench for like two hours. Uh, last night was the only time I didn't wrench on anything. I was just doing stuff around the house, pretty much gearing up and getting shit ready for Urcha twenty twenty-two. Oh, oh yeah, I've. I, I've just been stupid busy at work, and then on top of that with work, um, we've had a few resident admits, uh, so it's been busy. They've been, you know, high maintenance, so honestly, like, we need, like, a third aide on the floor, and it's just me and another aide, and then we have a nurse and a med tech, and it, it's just, the work is, like, so spread out, and there's only so much of us aides, so they're waiting for at least a couple more admits before they get a third person in, so that's what's really keeping me busy at work. Um, other than that, um, total, I, I've i got both the Drake <clears throat> done. It's completely done, ready to go. Got brand new switch, uh, brand new set of uh, switch blades, um, the, uh, the 690s. What is it like the the 693s? Is that what it is? Um, the XFs on those. Um, Isn't it? Uh, is it 696 switchblades? No, that's the threes. Or 696 was was no, uh, the threes. Yeah, yeah. Switch rails, threes. Probably, yeah, probably rails, rails or sixes. Which was oh rails? Which was photos? Yeah, photos. Yeah, was that's five. rails. 
Rails. Bodo's yeah. always finishes with a six, and then the switches oh, that's finish with a three. Yeah, so... Uh. Yeah, I got those for the Drake since I've uh, been liking the results of the Switch blades on the, the Black Nitro, so I figured I'd give those blades a try. That and I needed new blades anyway. <laughs> those new blades, uh, the old blades that I've been using, the KBDDs, oh, they are not efficient at all, but they are really great under the night lights and really great at autos. That's it. I mean, that's, but who knows how old those blades are. I mean, they were on my 630 when I got that and like, what 2017 or some shit wow um i also installed the the tail fin and i actually got in uh the package that i was waiting on for uh uh the servo links because i that's the only other thing i found that i broke during the crash that thing landed on its side and freaking bounced i'm surprised nothing else broke other than just those things um now on the the 580, I ordered, of course, all the linkages and stuff I needed. Uh, I ended up ordering a boom canopy. I mean, just a shitload of like the stupid little stuff. And after I placed those orders, I realized, damn it, I forgot to get the the actual canopy mounts. So when I get to Urcha, I'm gonna have to make a. Uh, an order through Heli Direct and have them just bring that shit to the field. But um, yeah, other than that, I've just been cracking away on this cracking here. So, geez, dude, I feel so inadequate this week because I did nothing, and you're <laughs> working all these hours. I don't know when you're sleeping and What's working sleep? on all this stuff. And you're in Discord. Oh man, I have been playing a, a lot of Sea of Thieves. <laughs> No, um, I'm just working hard to have fun. That's all I'm doing. I was afraid he's going to beat me up at Urcha for being mean to him all this time, but by Friday he'll be so exhausted. Yeah, he won't be able to do anything. He won't yep. even be able to swing a pipe. No, no. just push him over, probably. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> My kids could probably push me over right now. Dude, no. wait till Friday after you stay up a couple nights in a row. Yeah. Or could, Saturday. Now, couldn't you just order out those canopy mounts now and just ask them to bring it to Urcha? Yeah, it's you, not a bad idea. They could run out of stock. Yeah, I'd do it now. Yeah, I'll probably go ahead and do that. I mean, they're like 20 bucks, some shit like that. But that's really all in a, that I need to finish this thing off. Oh, and then uh, I'm still waiting on a package from Steve, but he sent me a couple of those sensors to fab up my, myself, which I might end up just doing that for now on. That way I don't have to, like... <coughs> worry about shit being out of stock because he's got enough of them to last a lifetime i think nice so what have i been doing you asked yeah yeah, yeah. What nothing have you been doing? nothing hobby related i barely walked into the garage this week just been i don't know i'm busy with other things life but i do have a story and it's oh, i can't hobby- wait to hear it it's a hobby related <laughs> story and i don't know if you guys remember but i obviously moved to Florida and found a new club and the club's been really good. It's a really great club. Great bunch of guys, uh, you know, great field, the crawling things. They got a thing for crawling and for little area for helis and, you know, for F, you know, FPV, you know, quad racing, if you want to do that. Um, well, one of the guys that's always there at 6am every day, cause he's retired or whatever. I don't know. 
finding there's a lot of people in Florida that don't really have a lot to do. I don't know. Maybe it's Florida. <laughs> maybe it's me. Maybe I'm getting older. I'm just hanging out with different people. I don't know. Is that the reason why it's always a Florida man in the news? Because they just don't have anything to do? Not have much to do, yeah. Yeah. I think even the you know the news people are like, we got to find something. All right, you just put that out. Yeah. <laughs> hit a guy with a frying pan? Hit, hit an alligator with a frying pan? Yeah, sure. <laughs> put that out. <laughs> well, isn't the, your area of Florida mainly retired people? Like old people? <laughs> I mean, I know well, that's most of Florida. That's but most I of think Florida. Where yeah. you are is even more than normal. It could be, yeah. I think it's more down, uh, not really Miami area, but it's kind of all up and down south the coast. Of me, to be yeah, honest. up and down the up and down the coast, definitely. Yeah, I think you know, there's a lot of. It's definitely known to have a lot of people from the Northeast, New York, New Jersey, to come to this area because when yeah. Port St. Lucie <clears throat> wanted to populate themselves way back in the '60s, they they were sending like advertisement and stuff to mm-hmm. New York, New Jersey area to move down and telling everybody how great it is. Yeah. I think that's what started that whole thing, you know? Yeah, That probably. whole connection. But uh, my story is there's always been a guy at the field, the, the one guy that's there every day that's retired or something, uh, and he's a bit abrasive with everybody, with it, just with, with the way he talks about women, the way he talks about the other members. He's Mr. Know-it-all, never flies anything, and he, I guess, it, and I've, almost, I've only heard this from Steve Shaw, and you know how he's not much of a storyteller. So take <laughs> that as a grain, you know, take that with a grain of salt or however they say that. Take that for what it's worth. Steve told me that uh, one of the other members who was also kind of there and kind of like has not a lot going on uh, had some kind of pet bird or something, and the, the guy, Mr. Know-it-all, and him were going at it, and then he threatened this guy by saying, I'll I'll choke that bird to death or I'll kill that bird or whatever. And so the guy with the bird uh, j- jumped up and smacked him, and probably long overdue. <laughs> so Mr. Know-it-all called the police, and I don't know if I'm getting the story right. I'm, I'm a, I didn't go to the field this weekend, so hopefully I'll get it you know, correct from the president. I'm sure he'll be you know, telling me all about it. The police showed up. They kicked the one guy out with the bird. And when I heard the story from Steve, I said, well, they should have kicked them both out because that's bullshit. And you know how abrasive that other guy is. So they wound up, you know, having a meeting and they kicked the other guy out. So my moral of the story is don't be a douche. (laughs) If you, you know, if you're doing something that you love to do and you're there a lot and you want to put time into it and you, you know, just don't be a douchebag. Like, because I've always said with this kind of this type of personality at the field, if I had showed up with like if I was in my 30s or my 40s and I showed up with my young son and he was interested in flying and then this was the first guy I met, I would be like, no, that's the last thing what I need to do is take yeah. him around this guy. You know, so now the club's losing membership mm-hmm. uh, because of it, because of one guy. I mean, they had to look at it like that as well. <laughs> Should have kicked the one guy out and give the guy with the bird some sort of certificate. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, in a way, I feel bad for both guys because, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. It's like they want to be everybody's friend, but. I got to know what, what were they fighting about to start with? I'm sure it was something really stupid. They're probably just going back and forth. And then, you know, some people have diarrhea of the mouth and. 
don't know when to shut up. And and he said something about that guy's bird, and the guy had had it, I guess, at that point, and yeah, got up and smacked him. Well, your advice was to don't be a douche, but to people like that, it might as well say don't breathe because I mean yeah. they they can't yeah. not do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there was some more, you know, detail about that particular guy. Just you know, because he claimed that it was from all his uh, his strokes that he's had that he acts that way. But yeah, kind of, I don't believe that. And I, like I said, I don't, I don't think the club's going to miss him that much. No. Yeah. In fact, in some cases, those kind of guys can keep people away from joining the club yeah, too. Right? Ru- exactly. Yeah, they ruin a club. Yeah. Reminds me of the old uh, uh, opinion. Don't be a douchebag. Yeah, and, and, you know, like, I'm all for having fun, and I love going to, the f- like, when I would go to the field with Mike D in Jersey, like, we would, it was a f- fun fly every weekend. Like, we were just laughing, carrying on, having a good time, you know, but it was all relatively good, clean fun, you know? It wasn't, we weren't picking on anybody or, you know, unless Bill Ann showed up, then, of course, we'd. Let him have it for a little bit, but, uh, but that's still, that's all. And Bill, Bill knows that we're, that we love him. Sort of. Sort of. Sort of. So yeah, I haven't done anything. Uh, sorry that I haven't even flown, but, uh, things have been busy in, in my life. Just, I've been working on this house still. Um, I got to keep going because I got to get the floors up and a couple weeks I'll be in Jersey again because my wife's having her knee done and I'm taking, family medical leave so i can go up and, and help her out yeah for a couple of weeks uh, it's just busy it's um busy all the way around you. hopefully this is supposed to be an rc heli podcast isn't it yeah good point <laughs> so what have you been doing darren <laughs> oh well that's per fairly usual i've been flying nice uh i don't know how far back do we want to go i don't know but i we were talking all before the, the show about like, uh, I saw you on Facebook that you put in something very large. Yeah. You know, I've had this T-Rex 800 pretty much since the pro DFC first came out. Oh, wow. And it's had a lot of flights on it over the years. And unfortunately my Canadian Align dealer is having supplier issues and so he's decided he's not going to supply me with or not going to be able to supply align parts anymore <clears throat> and so uh i had decided long ago that the next time i get a good crash out of it i'm not going to fix it and this time yeah a couple weeks or a few weeks ago i was doing some nice fairly hard clockwise uh, funnels and you know how on a line helicopters on the tail, the tail box, it has a little pin that sits into the tail boom. Well, that little pin broke on me long time ago. And all I've ever done is just used the, the, the clamps, the screws to clamp it down nice and tight. And it's always worked well. Well, this time it didn't. Oh boy. <laughs> the whole tail actually rotated a full 180 degrees on me. Oh shit! One hundred and eighty. Holy yes. shit! Yes, full hundred and eighty degrees. How did you do that? I was just doing as full of a hard, fast funnel as a nose down funnel as I could, and all of a sudden it just let go. 
Damn. And I guess the screws just weren't as tight as I thought they were. <laughs> you should, should just slam a rudder back the other way. It would have been fine. Well, yeah, but no, they can't that's, necessarily because the gyro is right. also trying to compensate, right? That's so now true, the gyro is, yeah. you know, the, the heli starts whipping in a pirouette. And your and, push rod's bent all up and around. Yeah, exactly. And the gyro is trying to compensate and making it even worse. <laughs> and of course, if I was pushing the stick in the right direction, it would probably make it worse too. So it was basically all I could do is try and make sure it didn't land in the moat and shut the engine off, shut the motor off. And <laughs> it hit the windsock pole that we have at our flying field. Nice. <laughs> Damn. It hit so hard. The battery, the front battery actually came off of the, the, the tray, which I use I have Velcro on the tray and I have straps going around the battery as well to hold it all on. So it's like triple, you know, on and the battery came off and flew through the canopy, punched a hole through the canopy. Damn. So that was it. I decided I am not going to fix it anymore and I'm going to buy a new heli. Okay. And then since then, I bought a new heli and I also went to a fun fly in my hometown of Kamloops, BC, where uh, it was brutally hot. We had temperatures of over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Sucks. That is brutally hot. And yeah, fortunately, lower humidity, but still, it's still too hot. I mean, how is that possible that it's a hundred degrees in Canada and it's only 95 degrees here in Florida? How's that like even work? I don't know. Global warming. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) You're such an asshole. (laughs) You were fishing for that response of what you're doing. I was. Yeah. All right. So. But we had a lot of fun. We had a good group of guys come out and a lot of, and, uh, you know, we didn't probably fly as much as we could have if it was cooler, but at the same time we got a decent amount of flights in and, uh, yeah. And other than that, then I flew again at home here last weekend and had a lot of fun, had a good group of guys and it was, uh, yeah. So I've been flying and flying every chance I can, usually mostly just on Saturdays. So what model did you wind up getting? Yeah, I was going to say, wait, wait, wait. You can't say I bought a new model and then not tell us what it is. <laughs> I bought an XL Power Spectre V2. Nice. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting it in the air. It's still sealed up in the box. Okay. I was going to ask that too, yeah. what state nope. it was in. So, yeah. yeah, it's still sealed up in the box. Um so it'll be coming out on our next podcast, but I was trying to decide whether to reuse the motor and servos from my 800 or to buy new ones. What motor and servos? <clears throat> well, the Align had this, the factory motor, the old BL850, which is a monster powerhouse. Mm-hmm. What's that, like a 4530 or 35? A, yeah, about a 4535, yeah. Like 490 KV or something? Yeah, something like that. And okay. then, um, I actually had some old MKS brushless servos, high voltage brushless servos on that line 800. Yeah. And they're great servos. They've got probably about a thousand flights on them. Damn. Yeah. 
And I was just sort of, eh, I They'd probably on. be fine unless you just want some fresh ones. Well, and that's exactly it. Uh, they probably would be fine. And same um, with the motor. And the motor is a great motor, motor would too. Be fine too. Yeah. Personally, I would probably put a forty-five twenty-five on it if I was you. Which is a little bit lighter. Which is exactly what I've decided to do. Okay. Uh, So I did buy, I bought an Eagle Drift 4525 515 KV motor. Yeah. Nice. Because I I like my helis light. Yeah. You, yeah. We've talked about this. You like light. Yeah. You don't run insane head speeds. You don't need a a giant motor. No, uh, exactly. That heli. So, yeah. Exactly. So, sounds good. I bought I approve. I bought the Eagle Drift 4525 <laughs> like and shit, but I approve. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm good. And then the other thing that I've decided to do now is I am going to try those Theta servos just keep piquing my interest. So I have ordered some Theta servos and I'm actually going to try or I shouldn't say I've officially ordered them. My my Canadian dealer is going to try and get them in for me. And I'm going to try the low profile ones. Yeah. That'll save some more see. weight. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe run it on some 12S4000s or something like that and see how it works. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. You'd probably be around about 11. Uh, yeah. 11 and a half, I'm guessing. Some, I'm, mm-hmm. uh, oh, for weight. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, so I've got, I bought Rotortech 710s for it. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I did too is, as as much as I like the white and red canopy, it's a really nice looking canopy. In my opinion, it's not the most visible in the air. Mm-hmm. So I also bought the orange and black uh, canopy for it too. Orange, yellow, and black canopy. Nice. Cool. So, yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting in the air, but not, not going to do anything until I get my servos. All right. So 5.2 kilo rounder about, I'm guessing. That's my yeah. prediction. I said 11 and a half, but I meant pounds, but I forgot your, uh, I may be use, Canadian, but I actually, bananas, so I actually use... do speak in pounds actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. In your face, I would, Andy. If I was you, I wouldn't, <laughs> if I was you, I'm, I'm furious every fucking day that the United States is not on the metric system. <laughs> you know what? It just stops after furious. It's I... so much better. <laughs> I can do metric system for almost everything except for weight. Really? Yeah, that's the one I struggle with is the weight. Uh, it's but, just so annoying. Yeah. I've been struggling with weight lately. <laughs> <laughs> that's another story. With all your biking? Come on. Yeah. Well, I'll get to that later. Uh-oh. I'll, I'll explain some of that. So should we move on to the main topic? Yes. Yeah. This is going to shock everybody, but it's about <laughs> Darren. The main topic. What? Oh, no. Yep. It said so in the title of the show. I don't believe it. And all my useless opinions. So, well, I don't find them useless. (laughs) So I had to, I had to sift through the archives, man. And I found that the last time Darren was with us was episode 128. Yeah. We were a listener. Yeah. Listener series volume 12. Yeah. We were so much younger then, weren't we? We were. (laughs) And that was shortly after Fred left the show. Was it just after or just before? Uh, it was just after. It was after. Was it just after? after? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I knew it was around that same time, anyways. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you want to talk about anything. I I wrote. So, what's what's been up since last time we talked to you? I mean, and we're talking a couple of years now. Is there anything yeah. like 
huge that that you've done. Yeah, you, you oh. to buy gold, you get married. You know, no, still can't find a girl that's crazy enough to put up with me. Okay, I'm just and, thinking uh, anything life changing. At that time, I think I was the heli helicopter chairman at Mac. Yeah, model. I remember. Okay. Yeah. I have resigned from that position. I resigned from that about a couple of years ago. Okay. Although I still seem to get, I, I still get calls about that because unfortunately, uh, nobody wanted to replace me. Mm. So we no longer at this point, we don't have a, a chairman. So if anybody in Canada is listening and is interested, they, they, there is a helicopter chairman position open. Um, yeah. And I still do get some of the information about it because, you know, things have changed, especially between Canada and the U.S. as far as mm-hmm. what, what's valid and how you can fly up here. And we us fly down down there now. Right. Now, Mac is the AMA equivalent? Yes. In Canada? Model Aeronautics, the Model Aeronautics Association of Canada. Okay. Yeah. They have a Maple Leaf as their logo, too? Or no? <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, yes, there is a Maple Leaf on the logo, yeah. Oh, all right. Go yeah. Canada. Yeah, of course. So um, how crazy has has things gotten in Canada with uh, as far as restrictions of flying or, or anything anything crazy? We've been fairly fortunate in that way. Um, okay, that's good. We are supposed to, well, so for anybody that has their Mac and, and is flying at a Mac-sanctioned field or club, we actually, nothing has really changed. Okay. All we need is our Mac. The only thing they want to enforce a little stronger is we're supposed to have our Mac number on the aircraft somewhere. And we are actually allowed to put it inside the aircraft. And that's really about the only thing for Mac members. If, if people are not members of Mac and not, or not flying at a Mac field, then we actually have a licensing type system. There's a little test that you have to pass. And there's basically a basic course and I can't remember what the higher advanced or whatever is the higher one. And the advanced one is more for people that want to do it for a living, want to fly camera machines or aerial photography or aerial sensors or something like that. And that one, you have to renew every two years and it costs you and you actually have to take a, do a flight exam test and all kinds of things like that too. But if you're going for just the basic one for hobbyists, then it's, I think it's, I think it's five bucks to take the test. And, Hmm. and then you, you're, you're still have a lot of restrictions as to where you can fly, but you can fly. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's you. You have to be within a certain distance away of people, and certain distance away from buildings, and certain distance away from animals, and like all the obvious. Not above. Yeah, not above four hundred feet, and blah 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 blah. Okay. So, but otherwise, if we're at a Mac field, pretty much all of that is is not really required. Okay. Okay. I doubt I'll ever visit Canada again. So, uh, this is my way of traveling and you know, <laughs> by asking all this stuff, <laughs> but that's cool. Yeah. I guess, you know, you know, we got the FAA yep. number thing and then the latest is this trust test thing, which I don't know if anybody's even enforcing yet. Yeah. The, the test here in Canada 
to be honest, is I've looked at a bunch of the te- of the questions. They are absolutely the most idiotic questions I've ever seen for RC. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, so, so easy, I can do it. No, they yes. are put it this way: the questions <laughs> were the guy who is in charge of all of the flying stuff in Canada is actually a former astronaut. Oh, geez. He's never flown an RC aircraft to my knowledge in his life. So he's uh, the the questions are things like do you what what is the importance of keeping the pitot tube clear um or what kind of conditions do you need to worry about icing of your wings what happens if you cross your apoapsis (laughs) (laughs) those are like those are full-scale questions yeah exactly she's louise freaking over engineered tests they have nothing to do with rc it's an absolutely stupid test in my opinion it really is from what i've seen of it see and i thought our trust test was dumb because it was primarily drone related or it had nothing to do with helicopter i think one question might have mentioned a model airplane or or a helicopter but all the other questions were drone related yeah and And it was all common sense i mean and i think there were a couple of rc sort of related questions but not a whole lot it was mostly due to full-scale aircraft and I'm going, this is just the most idiotic test I've ever seen for RC. Wow. Jeez, dude. Yeah. So moving on. Wait, I got another question about Canada. Okay. So how are how have things been up there as far as, uh, I believe you said you've lost. Some hobby shops have left or they've dropped certain product lines. Has it been difficult to get parts, to get kits, batteries? <clears throat> Because it was already kind of difficult before the say. pandemic. Mm-hmm. Has it been worse now, or the same, or how how is that kind of stuff going? It's it's about the same. Okay. Part of the problem is, of course, is you know Canada does have a much lower population numbers than than the U.S. Right. has, right? Right. And so because Lucky. of that, we can't have we just can't support as many hobby shops, right? Mm-hmm. And. The biggest problem that we have had is shipping, at least from my perspective anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, my my uh, friend that owned the Align shop, his biggest, one of his problems is shipping. Um, and I'm not sure he's now an XL power dealer, so I'm not sure where his stuff is coming from, whether it's coming from the U.S. or whether it's coming directly from uh, wherever yeah. it's made. But it, it's really been a problem for shipping, even like just for me. My and a good example is the last order that I had from A Main Hobbies. I they they shipped it out within two days. It was during the pandemic that my last mm-hmm. order, but they shipped it out within two days, which wasn't which I was okay with. Mm-hmm. It took I think it was three or even four weeks to get here. Wow. Um, yeah, it, and it's been absolutely awful. Like the biggest problem for us is customs. Mm-hmm. Customs is legally allowed to hold your package for up to fifteen business days. Right, and it's not unusual for them to actually hold it for that long of a period of time on a regular basis. And it's not just for me; it's also for my dealers are having that same problem too. Right, right. And so it's just, been very difficult to get anything up here, period, because of that. Yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, I'd heard it was kind of a problem. Is it is it cost a lot more to come from the U.S. also? Because I don't I seem like I remember somebody saying that the shipping from China was actually cheaper than the shipping from the U.S. It is, yeah. Things, so yeah. I didn't know. The other catch with uh, shipping for us, yes, the you know our dollar sucks right now compared to the U.S. dollar, so our buying power is a lot less. We're trying to Generally, catch up to you. <laughs> yeah. Give it time. Our, our government's doing their best to get ahead, though. Too. Um, <laughs> the the other thing is, you know, there's always some sort of a duty that we usually end up having to pay. Um, the other one, another one, is brokerage fees. The couriers, when they bring everything across in order to fill out the paperwork, they go and charge you for that too. Yeah, so it all adds up the fees yep. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. And then taxes, of course, hit too, and all that kind of a thing. And it just adds up and adds up. Yeah, it's and you know, brokerage fees is a, is a, a good example of one of the reasons why I really want to try to support as many of my Canadian dealers as I can. Yeah, sure. Because uh, it, it's similar in in price. It's similar in cost for me as it is for them. It is a little higher for them. But because they're bringing, hopefully bringing in a larger volume, when you spread it out, it's not as bad. Right. Right. And some of my dealers actually have been really good and they'll literally just take the U.S. cost and just change it to Canadian and still charge us and eat up, eat the rest of the cost, which I'm amazed that they're willing to do that. Yeah. But then at the same time, getting free shipping out here from a, from your dealer is almost non-existent. Most of our mm-hmm. dealers now they can't they just can't afford to do free shipping because right. Well, it's not sustainable. I mean, they just no. they go out of business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So it's right. it's well, frustrating, but it is what it is, right? You know, yeah. it is. It's very frustrating, right? You know, we we discussed this on our last podcast with, when we interviewed Bert. You know, it takes, uh, I went to Alberta uh, for a fun fly at the uh, beginning of August. And it was about a 14 hour drive for me to get to where the fun fly was. My dealer is another two hours, three, uh, no, I think he's another four hours away from there. So, but be about 18 hours to drive to his, to where he is. And he's up in Northern Alberta, way North. It takes a full week for me to get parts from him. Mm Mm-hmm. Jesus a full week. Wow. Yeah. He's literally one province over, which like think, you know, one state over. Right. Like the the province right beside me. And it takes a full week for me to get parts. Yeah. That's probably somewhat due to the lower population density as well. Like it, I mean, could yeah. be just just the shipping companies and logistically they may not have as many trucks going here and there. Yeah, that's possible too. That is possible. And everything's kind of spread out up there as well. Yeah, yeah. But it still sucks when you're, when you're trying to fix your stuff and you need a part. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. I mean, so. what do you do in the winter time? I mean, it's like, do they <laughs> dog sled? <laughs> <laughs> Ice road truckers, dude. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. And poor Andy's over there wishing he had a button. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me years ago. Uh, you know, I'm also a ham radio operator, but before I ever had my ham radio license, I used to talk on the CB radio and we actually had a guy 
in Texas on the CB talk. And one day we were, we had him convinced that we had uh, big, tall CB towers standing outside of our igloos. (laughs) 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 Poor Texans. Yep. All so, right, yeah, so we, now we can move it on. Kevin. So yeah, we should have mentioned that uh, Darren's part of the Skids Up podcast. I don't know if we mentioned that. I don't think we did for anybody nope. out there that doesn't know. So um, we have Suckers some podcast. Yeah, we have some podcast questions, <clears throat> podcast related questions. First off, what got you into the podcasting? What? Why do? You, why would you ever want to do this? Because <laughs> I'm a moron. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right to me. Mm. You torturing yourself, punishment. I know Dan <sighs> Reed is going. Yep, yeah, pretty much. You have way too much months. time on your hands. It, it actually is something I have thought about before. Um, back, you know, I, 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 I have an idea for for a future thing that might work, and you know, I've thought of. I, I think there's more room for for more podcasts, right? But I never really acted on it, never really, you know, purposely tried to get into it. And Javier and I, we've been chatting back and forth uh, for probably about a good year. Just, you know, visiting, you know, him and I, not only do we share uh, an interest in helicopters, but we also share an interest in fishing. (gasps) Oh, Oh, God. Yeah. And so him and I have been chatting back and forth a lot on that too. Nice. And it was the beginning of this year and I was going through all my list of podcasts that I have and I realized it's been six months since Skids Up had actually released anything. And so I mentioned that to Javier and I'm like, are you guys shutting it down or what's going on? He's like, well, actually says we actually have a bunch of episodes already recorded. We just, nobody's edited them and as i said i'm a moron i'm stupid <laughs> and uh i opened up my big mouth <laughs> and said well you know i do a lot of music stuff i've done been playing around with a bunch of re- music recording i can probably figure out how to go and edit a podcast as well and so he went and chatted with paul and frank and they said well try one and see what happens so i edited one and they went, yeah, you did a good job. You can edit the other ones too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you done screwed up now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> I got I got blazing saddles in my head when he goes, <laughs> the fool's going to, I mean, the sheriff is going to do it. <laughs> See, I made the same, same mistake, Darren. I told yeah. Kevin, let me try. I could probably do it. Yeah. Yeah. That was the biggest mistake I ever made. Yep, exactly. And that's literally how I got really, into dude, it. Really, dude, that's the biggest one you made. You made yeah, it's ever made. <laughs> ever made. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, and that's basically how I got into it. And and then I actually had never, never actually intended to be one of the hosts. Uh, I I said right off the bat, I'm not worried about that. I am just happy to be in the background, just do the editing. And they said, no, we think you need to be one of the hosts as well. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, I am going to be on uh, fairly regularly. We'll see. 
That's pretty cool. So far, it's been pretty regularly since then. So, so yeah. let me ask you an editing-related question. Like, so how's that been? Has it been? Does it take you like eight hours to edit a show? Does it? Are you? You got any shortcuts? You? Oh, I'm still working on getting some shortcuts. Yes, it's usually six to eight hours for a for a show. Okay. Okay. That's one of the reasons why our goal, and I'm going to say it, it's his goal because I know it hasn't happened. Our goal is to be able to try and do once a month right now. Okay. I'm a little bit picky on uh, on the audio quality and all that kind of a stuff. Just give it time. All that will go out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been told that already, too. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit picky on background noise and, and ums and ahs. And, you know, you guys um, know this. Any, anybody that's listening probably doesn't realize we have no idea how often we use the word um uh yeah even when you're and doing the show words line. yeah right. you don't really notice it until you actually listen to it afterwards you know absolutely yep and you sort of go wow i had no idea and i've become yeah i i've really gotten a little bit probably pickier than i need to for that and so yeah it does take me a while to well, I got on Steve for years for doing the uh thing, and then he started going, uh, and I was like, "How are you getting worse, dude? We've been doing this show for how long?" <laughs> but then I don't know if lately in the past year he's even doing it because we haven't nearly edited like we used to. Yeah, it's almost not edited at this point. Right, we do beginning and end, and then we ship <laughs> it on out. You know. But uh, I don't know if I can couldn't even tell you if Steve's doing it. But I understand where you're coming from, Darren, because we've had people on the show where you know every sentence ends in a uh, and you know good people that I don't want to come off as you know saying that constantly and like getting on somebody's nerves because they have good content to share and stuff, you know. Yeah, we have people on the show right now that. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I do it a lot. I know. Sorry. You know, you know, you know. Oh man, you know. The, you know. When when Not we were all oh, we were all doing the Ian so on the bloopers the other week, man, I was crying. <laughs> I was laughing. It was too funny, man. The one you guys haven't been mentioning is the word obviously, obviously, obviously. Yeah, I think I said it obviously. once or twice, and then Andy <laughs> said not to mention, and then I lost it. <laughs> Uh, shit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, it's it is unlike, amazing. You know, we don't ever pay attention to it, right? We don't. We don't notice what we say. No, and I'll swear I go into recording and I'm like, okay, this week is the week I don't say. Uh, I'll try not to say it that much, you and then you can't help it. Yeah, you when just can't. Conscious. When you listen to the recording back, you're like, holy cow, I can't believe I said it like a mm. billion times. Yeah, when I was trying not to. It's hard. Yep. It's a it's a thing you gotta like just work on subconsciously and mm-hmm. maybe yep. you'll get it down. I still when I listen to professional podcasts that come out like daily, I hear it all the time. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's just part of the cadence and yeah, you, know, you hear it. Yeah. When you yeah, I will say when you listen to yourself enough, you improve some. Yeah. I mean, go back and listen to the first five episodes I've done and then listen yes. to me now. I mean, I yeah. still I still sound stupid, but a little bit less stupid than back then. Yeah. Talk a little faster, and I I 
I don't waste as much time between words. Well, you still yeah. sound stupid, but I'm less annoyed by you. Less annoyed. Okay, maybe <laughs> yeah. just got used to it. <laughs> maybe it. Um, the, the other one too, I and and it, it's you know Javier kind of struggles with this because English is not necessary is not his right, first language sure. either, right? It's not mine either. And so, <laughs> and so he often has to think a little bit more about what he right, in order to try and right. pick the right words too, right? Right. So there's yeah, there's that, that too, and and it, you don't want to you don't want to leave too many awkward pauses and and mm-hmm. people. People can get annoyed if there's too much in there too, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So. And if I can, if I, as a listener can sit there and say dead air, like that's yep. too long, like, yep. you know, like for a pause. Yeah. So yeah, you try not to do that, but sometimes it's just there. Uh, yep. I don't know. But I, when I initially started editing, man, I edited all of that, as much of that stuff out as I could. And I was editing single speed. I wasn't speeding it up and, and maybe about two or three years into editing, I was like, holy shit, I can speed this up. What am I doing? And then I <laughs> did that. My wife was like, how can you even understand what they're saying? Because I listened to these morons. I mean, these guys for like three hours the other night. Half the time, you don't even have to listen to it. You can see Steve's. Okay. No, right, um, right. Yeah. You can see it in the waveform. You don't even got to hear it. It's like, all right, take that out. Take that out. I'm yeah. pay- trying to pay attention to that. I haven't gotten quite to that point yet, but I'm I'm slowly moving that way. Some of them are obvious, and you'll, yeah. you'll start to see it. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of speeding them up, how did you export one sped up? <laughs> I, I, don't know. Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> I, was I don't hoping, even know how. I was wondering awesome. if that was going to come up. <laughs> so the Curious. software, the software that I use. So I knew that I know that you guys have talked about it before that you go and edit it sped up, right? And so I was trying to see if I could do that as well. And I had actually was finished editing and was just trying to proof the the podcast. So I wanted to just speed it up so I could listen to it faster. Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize is if I speed it up in the software for me to listen to, when I export it into the final product, it exports it at the speed that I set it to. Yeah, that's right. weird. I didn't even it know that, was a, it would that do would that. happen. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. It turns out, yes, that that's what happens. Yeah. With the software that I use. <laughs> and you're using Audacity? No. Oh, okay. No. Because <clears throat> I'm. we use Audacity and there's a regular play and then there's like the sped up. You can mm-hmm. change the slider to whatever speed and there's a separate play button for that. Mm-hmm. So that's what, that's where we don't get into Like I'm not actually speeding up the timeline or anything like that. Yeah. So I actually use a program called Reaper. Okay. Which is, uh, you know, a full-on audio recording di- digital audio workstation software, right? And the reason why I use that is because it's actually non-destructive. Audacity is destructive. So when you go and cut something out, it's permanently cutting it out, right? Okay. And Reaper does not. Reaper basically, it, it's kind of like a lot of uh, video uh, or, sorry, a lot of photography uh editing software too where it just it, it's almost like it makes a copy and it edits that copy but it doesn't affect the original file and that way then if i ever have a major screw up the original file is still there and is still good mm-hmm. and 
I learned that back with my music stuff because I do, I've been playing a lot of, you know, I, I play guitar and bass guitar. I can diddle a little bit on the keyboard as well. And so I've been doing a bunch of music stuff of recording as well. And I learned very quickly with audacity that if I, for example, if I wanted to add reverb to my voice, once that reverb is in, it's in permanently. You can't remove it. Or you can't go and adjust it either. Right. You can't go and pre, pre-listen to it. You can't adjust it while you're listening to it. It's just add it and hopefully you get it right. Whereas a, a proper digital audio working workstation software, if you do that, you can actually make the adjustments and tune it to where you want it and so on and so forth. And so that's why I started using Reaper for uh, for this as well. I, I already had the had Reaper too, right? So yeah. because of the music stuff. And I know how to use it, and it works well. It works very well. <clears throat> nice. Okay. And so, it's got some pretty cool features on it, too, that I can do to try and remove some background noise automatically and whatnot, too. Some of the programs that I've seen out there on that side of things, on the you know the professional audio yeah. recording and <laughs> studio stuff is amazing nowadays. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And it's quite affordable, too. It was... I think my my copy was seventy five bucks US. Oh wow, that is cheap. Yeah, it's really yeah, cheap. I would consider that cheap. Yeah, yeah. So and it, and I can put that on two machines and two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Two licenses. Yeah. So did you know these guys from Skids Up before you got the job? I mean, kind of everybody knows Frank, but did yeah. you have any contact with any of the other guys? It's like. He just well, said he's been talking yeah. about fishing with Javier for years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Javier and I, we first connected back because of you guys, because of pre- free fall. Oh, I thought I thought and you were talking about fishing just recently because no, no. A wise Javier man once said fishing is ruining our ruining our hobby. I, I bet yeah. they started by complaining about the winter and there was snow on the ground and couldn't fly. <laughs> yeah, probably started it. Probably. <laughs> Javier had more fishing. Javier had more snow than I had this winter by a long shot, actually. But it actually started back, I think it was with Freefall. I've, you know, when Javier was on with the listener podcast, and of course he always was regular, used to send you guys emails all the time, right? Right. And I actually sent him an email back then, and we started email exchange back then. And then, and that was maybe, you know, once every two or three months, we'd send an email back and forth kind of a thing. And I actually, at that time then too, I said, well, hey, you know, we were talking about some power system stuff, I think it was at the time. And I think it was right around the time when they first started Skids Up podcast as well. And he had given some information on the podcast that I didn't think was correct on his power stuff. I have an electronics background. And so I was trying to go and, you know, uh, sent him an email about a few things to hopefully try and uh, clarify things for him. And at that time, then I gave him my phone number. Never heard back from him. And then it was probably almost a year later that I ended up getting a text message from some U.S. phone number. I'm like, who the heck is this? <laughs> and and I'm, I waited a few days and I'm like, what the heck? And finally I went, ah, I start, you know, you could do those reverse phone number lookups. And okay. I did a reverse phone number and it didn't tell me who it was, but it did say Wisconsin. I'm like. I wonder. So I finally replied back on, is this Javier? He's like, yeah, you didn't, didn't know you my number. I'm like, yeah, I know. who this? 
Ah, uh, I don't know. Did was I, how long was the text I thought message? About it. Did that could that have given you <laughs> any, oh, any evidence as to who it was? I think it was actually pictures of a goblin helicopters. He started scrolling through the text. His phone ran out of battery. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. oh and yeah that's how we and then we started texting back and forth and of course that texting internationally is not cheap either and uh oh, i didn't think people. about that yeah no that still existed oh well, yeah text anybody and uh wow. eventually though too uh now that we're i'm with the podcast now we use uh, a different app so i don't have to worry about that anymore but that's yeah <clears throat> So we already went over your involvement in editing the program you use or programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy wrote this question. Are you interested in editing another podcast? No. Oh, man. Would would <laughs> anybody on the Skids Up podcast be interested in editing another <laughs> Probably podcast? Probably not. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Probably just, not. Just asking. <laughs> I actually, you know. I will admit it's it's actually been kind of fun editing. I actually don't mind it, and it's been kind of enjoyable for for at so far, anyways. You know, but at the same time, do I want to do more? No. That's that's good though. I mean, it's it's I don't I don't want to say it's enjoyable. I just don't have the the time I used to have, obviously. And yeah, I did like I did like coming up with little ideas like, all right, Steve can't read the names. Like I'm gonna throw in some Benny Hill music behind that, or you yes. know. Uh, Gray Eagle Jr. would send us these cryptic, yep. you know, things to read, and I put in creepy music behind that, or you know, the how dare you? I, I yep. love that throwing that <laughs> chick in. How dare you, Greta? <clears throat> Just stuff like that, like, and it, and it wasn't like you have to think of like four things all at once. It was like, oh man, when I was you know thinking about it during the day or whatever, I'd be like, oh, next time Steve does this, I got to do that, or yeah. you know. And now we got Andy with his soundboard. And um, that isn't working tonight, but which yeah, I've been you know. meaning to ask, what board are you using, Andy? It's a road Roadcaster Pro. Roadcaster. Oh, okay. A, a thing you can <clears throat> do four microphone inputs, USB, a phone, a Bluetooth, and then it records to the device to an SD card. Okay. And you, it's basically set up for podcasting. Yeah. Um, it, it works for what we do. It's really set up if you have three or four people in a room. Yeah. You can record straight to this. You wouldn't even really need a computer. Yeah. And then you you can load uh, clips for like the drops that I do, the sound drops that I do, or you could load in voicemails or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, it works pretty good until tonight. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong <laughs> with it tonight. Worked pretty good until I got hit by lightning. I think, I think, I seriously think that might have something to do with it, really. I could see that happening, actually. I think it's it might first have. time I've heard of that. I think the U.S., I mean, I'm going to check for some more updates and mess around with it, but I'm seriously thinking the USB board or whatever's in there that does the USB could have been damaged mm-hmm. from a voltage spike. I don't but know. Maybe. You're maybe. not, you, you, because you're not recording individual tracks then for the podcast and you got, uh, you're just I, recording no i am recording individual tracks but well not the guys individually so i record yeah. my track the skype track 
then the voicemails are on a different input, then the, the sound effects are on a different input. And if we do phone calls, they're on a different track. Okay. Um, but the way we have it kind of set up now is I don't usually have to use those. I was like editing using all those tracks. <clears throat> Along with those, you get a stereo mix, which is everything together coming straight out of the board. We've been using that for a few months. It seems to be working okay. And that takes 90% of the work out of it. Yeah. I'm also playing the intro and outro music live as we start recording. Yeah. So that took another step out. I mean, it's not a big step, but every little step made the edit go a little faster. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because one yeah. thing that one thing that we are also doing is we don't use Skype. Mm-hmm. Okay. We are using we are using Discord. Mm-hmm. When we when when I first joined, the guys were actually using Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I am a massive hater of Zoom. I will not allow it on any of my devices. And so <clears throat> they said, well, I guess if we want you to be podcaster, then we're going to have to switch to something else. And I chatted with, you know, I chatted with you guys. I also chatted with uh, Shaggy and and uh, Kevin McGrady as well and, and Dan Turiak. And they are using uh, Discord for a bunch. And they have a, Zoom has an app, or sorry, not Zoom. Discord has an app that they call Craig. Mm-hmm. And you invite Craig into your into your group, and it automatically records everybody on their own separate track. Yeah, which is really nice. And then we're also recording locally as well. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I actually don't usually use the Discord files. I actually usually end up using the local files because the audio quality is better, right? Right, right. Of course, but where it's been really nice for the guests because I don't expect the guest is going to be recording themselves. And this way, then the guest is on their own track. And mm-hmm. so I can still mix that in with any of the local stuff and better quality. And the other thing is too, is it's easier to remove background noise and stuff like that on an individual track. I also find it makes it really easy to line up all the different tracks as well. Right. Right. Because I just I don't have to line everything up with with everybody else. I literally line up the local track with that person's Discord track, mm-hmm. which is real makes it really quick. I, it takes me maybe ten minutes to line up the tracks to get the everything lined up, and then it's just starting to you know editing out all the stuff yeah, everything separately. Right. Then, so when it would get to too many tracks for me, sometimes I would forget or I would forget the clip like the fourth track and then i so i'm editing i'm cutting the the three tracks out and not the mm. fourth one so then that one gets out of time <clears throat> but i don't know that was only every now and then that would happen we had we had pretty good luck with if i recorded locally mine i would be on a separate channel than everybody else that's what i get from andy usually or the stereo mix that he's talking about and that's mm-hmm. been working actually pretty good yeah. even if there's um some kind of somebody's got a background problem i can usually use audacity and get it out yeah somewhat we're probably boring all the listeners with all this nerd talk it, but it would have helped early on when we had um we had uh forget kevin matusik on early early on uh, like first like nine shows or something um mm. and he he had didn't notice it at the time when i went but when i went back to edit there was a ton of bass 
on him, and I tried to correct it as much as I could. It still was probably the, one of the worst sounding uh, episodes. Sorry, Kevin. Uh, after all these years, and uh, <laughs> it sucked because they were talking about um, a CNC machine that they were making at the time, you know, and and like kind of putting out, you know, for free, you know, just download these PDFs and you can cut it out of wood and here and like all our parts like be able to source from mainly Home Depot to build and then you know the steppers and all that and the programs and it was a really great idea so it kind of sucked that the audio yeah. wasn't the best yeah mm-hmm. and that's where separate tracks can be nice right mm-hmm. yeah absolutely it would have definitely nice. worked in that in that case the other one you know like right now frank has been podcasting with a really squeaky chair yep and mm-hmm. so it's a little easier for me to remove some of that you could tell him to sit still yeah yeah i've tried lay down because it sounds like he's rolling around his chair and he's about 12 feet from his microphone <laughs> we're, just, we're just, working on frank's just audio. wondering i don't know we're working on frank's audio i don't know if he's just rolling across yeah. the room back and forth going yeah and spinning. Frank, i don't know what he's doing frank doesn't like to sit while he's podcasting he wants to move around and well i, no I, one, I can sort of understand that no, and Frank, he's probably got like another business going on. He's probably working in a food truck or something <laughs> while he's podcasting. Or he's probably, you know, he's probably got a window yeah, where he's exactly like selling stuff doing. out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Architect, he's building something. Yeah. The other one is, the other one is, you know, when we interviewed Bert, for example, we could hear every time he was going and adding, uh, refilling his drink. Mm-hmm. You know, and every time he goes and takes a, sw- a sip of his drink and so on and so forth. And so. It was, you know, when it's separate tracks, it's really easy to go and remove all of that stuff then too, right? Yeah. I just Ooh. yell at all the guys till they shut up. Would that have been Bert or Frank <laughs> refilling his drink? Uh, actually, in that particular episode, it was Bert. Okay. But we have had Frank do that as well, yes. Leave that stuff in his character. Or we put it Back. in bloopers at the end. That's, yeah. Well, we did put that in the bloopers of one, or one with Frank. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So I don't know. You guys got any more questions for Darren about podcasting? Any more riveting questions about podcasting? <laughs> I know the listeners are probably all bored out of their tree listening to us talk about this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, has um, podcasting changed like the outlook of the hobby for you, or made you do more? I mean, now that you've joined, uh, not really. Uh, yeah, I would say. Not really, although I'm trying to go and, you know, advertise the podcast as much as reasonably possible. That's probably about the only change trying to get us, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping that we can try and get back to a little bit more regular of a release schedule. Now the, the editing was always the biggest issue because like you guys know, editing takes the, probably the biggest amount of time, right? You know, this, the the recording session is quick and easy and fun. And, and it's the, the, probably one of the better time things to do and more enjoyable things to do, but the editing, it's that work that goes on in the background. And of course that's always the, the key, you know, I've said this to you guys before. I very much have always appreciated all the work that you guys do because I know even more now than I did back then, how much work it actually takes, especially for you guys to do a, put one out every week. It's, it is actually a lot of work, even though, even though you guys have streamlined as much as you can and you, you, you know, may not necessarily edit as much as other podcasts do, but it is still a lot of work, right? And 
that was always the big problem for us. And so our goal is we, while we still haven't gotten to a proper regular release schedule, we're working on steps to go and move towards that to actually getting towards a proper release schedule here soon. And uh, hopefully we'll get there soon. Nice. Oh, yeah, dude. That would be good. It, it's difficult to stick with something when it's very inconsistent. It could yep, be two, right. three months between episodes. You kind of yep. forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. You, can, you need to be regular in order to get people to actually tune in, right? If you're not doing right. it regularly, and I do feel that a weekly regular is the best, but at the same time, if you can't do that, as long as it's a regular thing, Right, then yeah. that's sort of a decent secondary option, right? Right. Well, that was one thing that I remember. I don't know if you guys ever listened to the Nerdist or, you know, Chris Hardwick. But when no. people were talking about starting a podcast, he did thousands of episodes way back when part- podcasts just started. He said that the key, the most important thing is to be consistent. Even mm-hmm. if you're only doing one show a month, you know, release it on the first day of every month and be consistent. You can't yeah. just do three this week and then skip three weeks and then do two. You got to kind of be yeah, somewhat consistent, you know, once a week, every three days, twice a month, whatever you're doing, be consistent. And that it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I know who Chris Hardwick is and I think he's a phenomenal person in front of the camera, in front of the microphone. Uh, he's just great live, but yeah, he definitely has a point. And my whole theory or my whole thought behind the podcast and releasing every week was I remember when I was a kid and I know we're not all kids in the hobby, but I remember when I was a kid and if I had a favorite show, like that came out on a Friday or a Tuesday, it didn't even matter. Like I was to bummed it. to shit if it didn't come out like, or if yeah. the president right. spoke and he preempted my program. Like I was like, Oh, I hated that. Like, yep. oh man, or if it was like just, you know, the, the season was over and my show wasn't on anymore or whatever. I just, so I always had the listener in mind when I was, you know, like, we, if we're going to do it, we should do it weekly and just pick a day and release it on that day every week. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's actually very important. Yeah. So, and we're, we're working out towards that. We're, we're not there yet. But we are working towards that. We got a couple more things we need to figure out and work on, but we're we're working towards that. So, hell yeah, dude! All right, so should we move it on? Yes, it's time for Ian's tech tip. All right, can't wait for this one. Me either. What you got, Ian? Uh, Lightness. What's a tech tip? And oh, also, what is sleep? You know, Ian. Even I have given you ideas for the tech tip. I know. I'm an idiot. You can't just give him an idea. You got to write it all out and submit it fully finished and then he'll read it. Probably. Submit it for review and then he'll read it. Forget read it. it. He probably try and if remember you write it, it all if you write, write it, it all out really in detail, he probably won't screw it up too much. <laughs> oh my god. No, right. for real. It, it <laughs> Dude, I haven't had really much time to really think about it. So and the guy's doing a lot. He's doing a lot All of right. working. He's in Discord. Okay, you get a pass this week because you're trying to get to the Urcha Jamboree. So, Kevin, yeah. what have you been watching? All right, so I've been watching this guy on YouTube, and it's an, it could be considered another hobby. I don't know. Is His name's Joshua Weissman, and he's a chef. And me and the kitchen have a bad relationship. Like, I can't walk into the kitchen and open a can of soup 
without making a mess, without needing like half a roll of bounty. <laughs> that's me. Just that's me. Doesn't happen. Like I refuse to cook. I know how to make scrambled eggs. All right. I learned how to make them when I was like nine years old. So that's the only thing I know how to make. Grilled cheese sandwiches. I not I'm not even good with that kind of stuff. So I started watching this guy and he's got entertaining like his editor speaking of editing through this whole show. His video editor is hysterical and has such a good sense of humor. So if you look him up on YouTube, Joshua Weissman, you won't be disappointed in the videos, even though if you're not into cooking or whatever, the videos are just kind of funny and I got a kick out of him at first. But then I started watching his videos and I'm, you know, I'm here. My wife's in Jersey. I'm eating, you know, uh, leftover whatever and frozen dinners and stuff like that. And uh, I've been trying to figure out, okay, I I can make something else. Well, he had a video on like uh, General Tao's chicken. And I was like, this video actually looks pretty cool. He doesn't look that difficult. If I can find all the ingredients, maybe I can make it. And I actually made it on Saturday uh, after quite a few attempts. No, it was only one attempt. Um, <laughs> but I had to watch this video like a thousand times to get steps right. It came out really good. And I was surprised. And I was like, wow, this, this is pretty cool. So to celebrate, and this ties into like why I wasn't really doing much this weekend. To celebrate, I, I uh, felt like having some, some alcohol. So I kind of dissed on kettle one and i i found a bottle of tonic in the fridge and i was like i'm just gonna go get some gin you know so i went and bought some gin and had a few gin and tonics and i watched the movie and i'm and i know it was great but i couldn't tell you what it was (laughs) Uh, i woke up the next morning going that was awesome i hung over to shit i even asked siri like what's good for a hangover hopefully she doesn't respond now and i felt like crap most of sunday so I'm a little out of practice on the drinking, so I'm trying to like work that out. But uh, I shouldn't have went with Tank Array. I should have went with Kettle One instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to, you know, if you're like, I know that I'm, I'm finding like that a lot of musicians that I follow, like um, whether they're alive or dead, were really into cooking. Like a lot of them, like a lot of really good guitar players that I know, uh, if they weren't playing guitar, they would have been chefs. So I'm finding it kind of interesting, like really through life that stuff ties together. Yeah. Like, um, Jeff Loomis from Nevermore and now he's in arch enemy, fantastic guitar player. Yeah. He was, you know, he was really into cooking along with the singer and Nevermore. And I think, uh, Chris Broderick as well. Um, I don't know if anybody knows who those guys are. If you do. All right. Um, but, uh, Yes, it, so that's what I've been watching. Well, I just Googled this guy, Joshua Wiseman, and I recognize him from some videos Timo was watching, and I agree with you 100%. She's always watching cooking this or that or whatever, and I usually pay it no attention. But this dude is interesting. He's um, So I agree with you. Yeah, he's Very funny. Well shot, professionally right. shot, professionally edited. Content's good. It's not okay, that's. This is this is is this a record that's twice that you're approving of something that's been mentioned here today, Andy? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and that guy <laughs> that must be a record. That guy Josh must know somebody uh because he had Brie Larson on his channel. Like they did like a cooking thing together. Nice. And he's probably got one of those YouTube channels that's got like a jillion subscribers or whatever. 
And his recipes weren't like insane. Some of the ingredients were a little tough to find. I had to go to Asia Market, and it was yep. cool because, uh, you know, my sister doesn't isn't been getting out much. So I said, "Hey, I'm gonna go to Asia Market. You want to go?" We we had like a little outing. That's and, nice, and it, it was cool. Yeah, I watched a bunch of them that where he was recreating like fast food sandwiches. Right, with, right. With good ingredients and making it much better. Yeah. So so he'll so he'll go to the fast food place, get the sandwich, come back and right taste it and tear it apart and then make a better one yeah it's just that's pretty pretty cool and i mean it's to the point now where like um my daughter has one of those like six seven hundred dollar kitchen aid mixers to make bread and my wife's been wanting to borrow it and i'm like well shit he's got a thing on making bread and it doesn't look that hard to do i'm like i'm gonna try that so when shit hits the fan and you need bread kevin's got you covered you know (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) Nothing is ever as easy as these guys make it. No, no. Because they just do it. And it's like, oh, well, hell, I could do that. And then when you try it, you'll have the entire kitchen will be covered in flour. The stove will be on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Which was know, close this weekend. Something I had, will happen. I had, uh, I had a boiling you know, pot <laughs> of oil and I was deep frying the chicken. But I got to say, dude, it came out really good. Like, And it wasn't a lot of ingredients and quick stir fry. And I don't have a wok or anything. I just used a pan and. I was like shocked how good it came out. And if Kevin can cook, so can you. <laughs> Actually, it should be if I can cook. Yeah. No, it's Yen. If Yen can cook. I smell I smell a new segment, Cooking with Kevin. <laughs> no, no. It's going to be a whole new podcast. It's going to be a whole new podcast. It's going to be run by me. I'm not taking any calls from anybody from Florida, sunny South Florida. I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> it's going to be two segments, cooking and drinking. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. The responsible alcoholic and cooking with Kevin. Sister yeah, podcast. Got to come up with something else. Cooking with yeah. Kevin. I already give you the yeah, damn name. Cooking with Kevin. No. Thinking, I don't know. Oh, cooking on. with a spell with a K. Cooking with Kevin. I like How that. About, yeah, there you go. How about drunk cooking with Kevin? <laughs> you could do that. You could make the drinks first and then get exactly. lit and then try to yeah. cook. Exactly. <laughs> that'd be, that'd oh, be good fun. Lord. That would Cooking not be and fun. Drinking kettle with Kevin. Then the house would be on fire. Yeah, and I'd have like four fingers cut and bleeding all over the place. <laughs> but you might finally get your kettle one sponsorship. He's yeah. chopping up shit. He finds out he deep fried his fingertip. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. All, all right, right, so let's move this. On to news and announcements. We got any news? And announcements. We have a couple things here. We do? Yes. Carrie Shirley posted on uh, the Gas Powered Helicopters page. Of course, Carrie Shirley's from Gas Powered Helicopters. Uh, he is carrying the miniature aircraft Whiplash Gas V2 Special Edition. So this is just like the heli I have, except this is a special edition. And that includes the Whiplash Gas V2 with the miniature aircraft air filter, clutch system, the frame doublers, MS Composite 710 uh, main blades, which these MS Composite 710s are made specifically for gassers, the the weight and the way they're weighted. MS Composite tail rotor blades, the U.S. version canopy, which is this really beautiful canopy. It kind of looks like the regular miniature aircraft, black 
windshield yellow canopy <clears throat> if you peeled part of that off and there was an american flag scheme under that so it's really cool looking red landing gear skids the pipes are red the red tail control rod supports the gas-powered helicopters air deflector and the gas-powered helicopters fuel system components and the the um, vent spool which is a little thing you can wrap your fuel tubing around that also comes from gas-powered helicopters no, so basically just, if you buy this and buy an engine and a pipe you've got the complete setup you don't have to source any kind of fuel tubing or fuel connectors or clutch stuff or anything it it's says all. clutch removal tool yeah, oh yeah the well. clutch removal tool that miniature aircraft sales so is this similar need. to the one that steve shaw has that's like 99.8 percent together yes yes it's it's very similar all this stuff that's added on here is the updated stuff or the added on stuff on top of what steve and i have steve has the same thing i have which is the regular v2 and then this this has the the new canopy and then all the little doodads and whatnots. All, all right, I'm gonna here. say congrats to Carrie Shirley for coming out with this, but damn it, Carrie Shirley! Now Steve's gonna have to get all this stuff, and we're never gonna see <laughs> He's that damn never gasser. gonna see it. Like I look at this, <clears> and I kind of want to sell mine and get this to replace it, just to kind of uh, get a fresher, updated model. I think you can buy this canopy by itself anyway, but. The red skids and the just—I don't know. It's a—it's a cool deal. But he's going to be selling this at, in his store, so you can go to Gas Powered Helicopter. Let's see, Gas Dash Powered Dash Helicopters dot com and order it whenever he has it. Okay. See if he cool. has it up yet. Yeah, the price is one thousand three hundred forty-nine dollars, and it is in stock. <laughs> It's actually pretty reasonable considering what it's all coming with. Yeah, yeah, I would I would think it is. I think the kit used to be a thousand or eleven hundred dollars maybe, and there's quite a bit of. I mean, just the blades would be another hundred fifty, two hundred. So yeah, it's that's not a bad price. I mean, I know it's an expensive kit, but it's a it's an expensive heli. <laughs> no way around yeah. that. You still need a an engine and a pipe, <clears throat> but it's a fantastic gasser. The only nice. factory gasser right. available as far mm -hmm. as I know. So All check right. it out. All right. Cool. Next up on the list is the Spectre 700 V2 Nick Maxwell edition. And I didn't know anything about this till a couple of weeks ago. And then I've not even finished my V2. And now I'm like, damn, <laughs> I want this one instead. <laughs> I haven't even taken mine out of the package and then I find out about this. Right? I'm like, oh man. All right, Andy, you might have to box yours up and sell it when you at a discount. That way you can buy this one. Yeah, maybe. But this looks uh, so <laughs> dust no, free maybe. of charge. I'll blow the dust off first. But dude, uh, <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even know about you said you you've only known about this for like a few months. I've only known about oh, this for a like a few weeks. minutes couple weeks couple couple minutes for me i didn't know this was well they were thing. talking about the the tail control rod we, we right. talked about it last week or something yeah. and that's all part of this so it's the it's the 700 v2 chassis there he's using uh 77.5 aircraft grade aluminum 
for the rotor head and tail rotor, but it's black anodized, which is cool looking. Change the swash geometry a little bit. It's got a one-to-one swash plate to rotor head for easy setup and improved cyclic behavior. A conical tail shaft and hub joint for easy alignment and smooth tail. So what they've done is they've put a taper on the tail rod and then where it goes into the tail hub also has a taper. So you should have zero run out. So your tail should run smoother, less vibration. The no glue. Yeah, the no glue required tail control rod, which we spoke about last week, I believe. Uh, Improved tail blade grip bearing order. Heavy-duty man gear, high-visibility tail fin, and then a yellow, blue, and silver Nick Maxwell edition canopy paint. And the kit is $949. Damn, dude. 949 USD dollars. I just spent $1,600 on plumbing. <laughs> yeah. Stupid house up north. So why they got this one thing circled? Uh, is that the conical connection? Or, or that must part? be the, uh, the one-to-one rod swash plate. Or the, yeah, so you see how he's got longer balls on the swash plate to bring the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Usually they're right on the swash plate and it yeah, goes up at an angle. Yeah, usually the clicker, they're yeah. a little bit closer. And the the links that go from the swash plate to the grips Are like ca- come in a little bit. Right. Um, which is fine because they get vertical as soon as it starts moving. But this way they're straight when it's level or zero pitch basically okay um, so i don't know i mean that's some of that nick maxwell magic i don't know if you if i would know the difference if you or i would but he thinks it makes a difference and i trust his opinion on this stuff so mm-hmm. he is good. a wizard yeah he's the man <laughs> sure i wonder too i think i heard something about you can buy all the nick maxwell upgrades and put it on a v2 too i, I, I would think, think but i'm could. not positive I'm i think positive. you could yeah if nothing else the tail shaft and hub joint and then if you need a new push rod i know you can get that <laughs> probably get the the ball links or the mm-hmm. balls to go in your swatch plate so i i suppose you could probably buy it all but if you just are looking for a few of those performance upgrades you don't care about the black anodizing head or the different aluminum you could probably do that and it wouldn't be too like too much money yeah i don't know that i'm just assuming and dan goldstein asked uh, a good question will any of these tweaks make it to the nimbus and xl power said yes oh yeah that's cool yeah one one good thing i will say about xl power is they they seem to want to improve like they're they'll do updates and improve stuff like doing this Nick Maxwell edition, working with him. I'm sure this thing's going to fly excellent. I'm sure you'll I mean, see the, it at The V2 Urchin. already flies excellent, so I'm sure this will fly even better. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very cool. So you looking for a V2, Kevin? No. Nah. So I could probably sell mine for like 939 if you really want it. It's, it's mostly built. <laughs> it's mostly built? Yeah, it's mostly built. <laughs> so it's been fondled one screw a day actually all i only thing i lack is like the wiring so once i take my electronics out and put bolt the tail in it's fully built ready to go just okay. put your servos and your motor and stuff in you're good to go all right i'll have to think about it all right and we can do that 
then we can both have XLV2s and a logo. 690. Oh, dude. It'd be like bookends. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's allowed. <laughs> oh, I'm just itching to. 690 is not allowed in Florida, but I broke that rule. <laughs> you keep saying that, but I don't understand why you say that. You don't understand why I'm saying The joke is that Florida is full of goblins, but. Like yeah. Mikado USA is also located in Florida. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Yeah, so and it takes, takes the steam out of your joke. And it's funny. Well, you take the steam out of my jokes. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's funny though because yeah, I go flying with uh, with uh, Steve Shaw and uh, Buzz, and Buzz has an Align seven hundred yeah. and uh, XL Power. Right. I don't think he owns any goblins, and he's got a um, Diablo. Nice. And He's got then some Steve, nice ones. Yeah, and then yeah. Steve shows up with his Black Thunder and his promises. <laughs> Empty promises. His flying promises. Yeah. Oh, shit. I did get to see Steve this last weekend, which is pretty nice. Nice. Only for a few hours, but he did show up. Which is awesome, cool. man. And brought brought some cookies. His lovely wife Dorothy made. Wow, they made it all the way. He yeah, they made all. it. He didn't, didn't eat him. him. I was surprised. Oh, wow. He's got some willpower. Yeah. Good for him. That's you. You've seen him more than I've seen him in the last like month, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's been Dude busy. Showed up. He showed up. I think at one o'clock on Saturday, and then he headed back home about eight thirty on Saturday. <laughs> so so it, it was a short visit. And it's how long of a drive for him? I think it takes about nine and a half, ten hours. Probably took him. 18 though. <laughs> so 18 each way for him and he stayed for like eight and a half. Yeah. Wow. But it was good to see him. Good to now hang that's out. That's dedication right there. Yeah. yeah. 36 hour round trip. <laughs> staying for like eight and a half minutes. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if Dorothy handed him a box of cookies and said, Go find something to do for two days. Oh, dude. <laughs> Dorothy's you, probably you've been like, home <laughs> way too much. Dorothy's probably weeks. like, thank God. Go. Go. It's probably like I'm gonna leave Thursday, and then he doesn't leave until like Friday afternoon. She's like, so, you "Are you not left yet? yet? Come on, yeah, yeah." I think I I sent him a text message at like one o'clock Friday, and I was like, "Um, so did you leave yet?" And then he called my work phone. I was at work, and he's like, "Oh, did I leave yet? Yeah, I'm." A, and it sounded like he was driving. So I'm like, all right, well, let me ask you a question. Are you north or south of Jacksonville? Oh, well, that's a little bit hard to be determined. Blah, 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 blah. Coming up on uh, Daytona Beach. I was like, you just left. It's dude. an hour from the house. What the? I was like, what zip code are you in? Let me make it a little easier on you. <laughs> the freaking oil even out of the pan of that truck, man. Like, holy shit. Well, I'm glad he went, though. and had some fun. Yeah, it was good to see him. I, I love to give him shit, but he's a good dude. He's fun to hang out with. Yeah. And he's probably only there for the prizes, right? And the yeah, <laughs> which jokes on him, we didn't have any. <laughs> That's why he turned around and left. All right, oh, so yeah. there you go. Yeah, you might have solved it. <clears throat> yep, there was no raffle. All right. So, uh, I guess let's move on. What's next for you in the hobby? Yeah, what's next for you, Kevin? Um, I know um is not an answer. Uh, I'm going to try and get to the field. I think I said that last week. I got like this weekend coming up and then I got to get ready to go up to Jersey. I got, Oh yeah. I have this room torn apart. 
what was I? There was something I had to do this weekend. Oh, I'm on call this weekend, so I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna try and get some flying in. I got a few things to do. The Oxy Three to even like maybe fly that again. It's so funny. It's like every year I f- I get that going. I fire it up. I'm like, all right, these batteries suck. I'll order two, three new batteries, and I order them, and then they sit for like another year. <laughs> and then I go, I gotta fire <laughs> this thing up. And then I fix it. Find out which batteries suck. You know, order new batteries. So I'm in that cycle with that thing. Right. But the Maniac's power, the um, the Maniac's uh, batteries were were pretty good, man. I I thought they went and fit pretty good. On yeah, nice. The ones we again. tested were were really good. I was surprised. Yeah. Or I was I was pleased with them. And that's you know that's one of the things I really like about this 690 is I don't have to get five thousands. Is mm-hmm. I, I don't know five thousand seems like the Oxy Five. I know it's not comparable because it's six S, twelve S, but it seems like the the five thousands are like harsh size for I don't know. You guys have any issues with your five thousand packs? You like five like, thousand are the most common size. What do you I know, mean? but I, I understand what you're saying. I seem it seems like people beat on them a lot and they they go quicker. I don't know. Maybe it's just because they are more common. I don't know. I think that's more just they're more common, but I do like the fact that my 692 I can, you know, they are a little bit cheaper usually than the 5,000 to buy 4,000 or something smaller, right? And that's one of the reasons why I like my 690. Yeah, like I get relatively the same flight time mm-hmm. on the 3700s I have, the 4100s, and the 4000. <clears> like it flies the same and same almost same flight time, roughly. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't even know why I'm talking anymore. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully I can get some kind of flying in. I want to uh, want to get a couple plane flights in to go to the field <laughs> and see what's going on. Yeah, I know. Uh, but uh, nice. That's about it. What about you, Andy? What are you doing? Well, I need to work on my raw just a little bit. Uh, the blades are out of track, and I've been flying at the last two events with the blades out of track. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> it's just, it's really annoying to me. I don't think anybody else really cares, but I find it annoying, but I've also been too lazy to do anything about it. So you better I check tr- that shit. Cause might... like, go ahead. No, what's that? Ian? I was going to say, you better check that shit because I had everybody tell me, oh, your blades are out of track. And it turns out my head was like falling apart. Yeah, my head's not falling apart. I just didn't do a full setup after I replaced those servo arms. So most likely one of the pitch arms got tweaked when I had that blade strike deal. Mm, is yeah. what I'm mm-hmm. guessing it is. Because the the bl- the pitch arms on that goblin head are it's a kind of a shitty design. I spoke about it in the review. So one of those is probably tweaked. So I might can just do a setup and get by with it for a while, but I might have to change them at some point. Or I might do nothing and take it to Urchin, just fly the shit out of it, and smash it into the ground, and then <coughs> build it to that point. We'll see. <laughs> it's only we'll see what happens. Maybe if I crash it, that would give me an incentive to finish my V2. Oh, there you go. Mm, yeah. I think. Mm, it's only a goblin, too, so it's not like it's anything. Yeah, who cares? You know, yeah. Uh, other than that, I am going to the Urcha Jamboree next weekend for Friday and Saturday. 
Really short, really short trip, not taking a camper, just basically going up to visit some folks. And that's that. Nice. Nice. I'm jealous. Yeah. What about you, Ian? Well, um, I've got still quite a bit of shit to do before the weekend, but um, I'm actually shooting for uh, probably about midday Thursday, and it'll be about an eight-hour drive over to Urcha, so hoping to get there. Oh, yeah, I'll be showing up in the evening. Um, Just in time for some shenanigans. Uh, Keith uh, was able to get a hold of an RV, and, you know, so... I'll, I'll show up. Um, unload. I don't think I should have much left after tonight. I'm hoping not. But, uh, I mean, hell, I still got to go and get the oil changed on the car before I take it out. I mean, I haven't even had time to do that. But that's still something. So run, run through it real quick. What do you got to do before you can leave? Um, I'll well, tell you if change. you can make it or not. So oil change. Ten minutes. Oil- yeah, ten minutes. Um, if finish. it takes it somewhere, that's an hour and a half. <laughs> right. I mean, to wait to get in, honestly, really. Right. Or yeah, you're not yourself. Right. <clears throat> uh, typically, I'll buy the oil I want, the um, the oil filter I want, and then I'll just drop it up. You know, drive up to like a oil change place I usually go to, and yeah, it's like a thirty minute wait usually. So I'll probably just go ahead and opt in. Since I'm going to my mom's anyway to drop the kids off, I'll just change it over there and then head back to the apartment, load up. Um, I still still cracking away on this crack in here. Um, let's see. You got to work tomorrow? Yeah, I got to work a double shift tomorrow. Oh, you're not getting anything done. What are you yeah. doing? Oh, no. You're I'll screwed, be up all dude. I am not screwed. So you're gonna you're gonna stay up all night and you're gonna work a double and then try to drive eight hours to Muncie. Oh no! Like I'm not staying up all night tonight. Like after the show's done, I'm probably gonna hang it up because okay. I already got quite a bit done on the Kraken already just from being on the show. Uh, tomorrow I'll be working the double shift, then come home, finish up on the Kraken, finish packing some stuff that I'm gonna bring. You know, obviously, you know, pack my suitcase, whatever. Um. The 420 is the only one that's actually got some really serious need of wrenching to be done. Otherwise, leave it, this... leave it here. Abandon yep. that project. Oh man. No, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I'm not being a dick. You're you're you're, you're trying to do way too much. You're gonna get yeah. To, you're gonna fall asleep and crash on the way there. Yeah. I'm falling asleep listening to him. <laughs> no. no. No, I don't want to be, might be right. To be honest, I mean. Because you, you're going to have your Drake, you're going to have your, your um, what's that Gowie thing? X4? Yeah, the NX4. NX4. <laughs> I forgot the name of it. Um, so what else you got? You got your, your Kraken, is it going to be ready to go? Yep, it's going to be ready. Okay, well, that's plenty. You only need like three. Yeah. Well, I at least wanted one more electric to have fun with, you know. Otherwise, I'm pretty much burning on, you know. The five, you know, the twelve S, and then all the rest is, you know, nitro. But eh, that's whatever. Uh, but for, you're gonna have much, to abandon something. Yeah. <laughs> you just well, can't yeah. Get it physically get it done. You'll make mistakes, and then you get tired, <laughs> and it just be a, a nightmare. 
Well, all there. that needs to be done on the on the 420 is just install the ESC and uh, balance out a set of blades for it. Okay. So if I have time for it, sure. If not, no, I'll, I'll leave it on the mantle. But yeah, I'm just telling you, I I learned that you can only do so much. It's better just to abandon it and leave it at the house than to try to rush through and overexert yourself and then make mistakes and then crash it and then have more work to do. And and you mm, definitely yeah. want to try and get as much sleep as you can the night before, too. <laughs> yeah, because an eight-hour drive, you're going to be falling asleep. Otherwise, you're going to struggle. You're going to be passed out, and then you're going to want to stay up all night Thursday night, <laughs> all night Friday night. Yeah, I don't want to see that. It'll be a lot. It'll be a yeah. lot. I don't want to like see that Jeep on somebody's TikTok weaving across the highway, you know, <laughs> for eight seconds. I got to oh, play I'm not again. Was that? I'm loading oh. up the Honda. Yeah. <laughs> Too much you're working, right you're working 16 hours on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. When are you going to sleep? Yep, exactly. True. Well, at least I'll get to sleep in a little bit, but compared to like what I've been waking up, like 5 a.m. Yeah, it's still going to be rough on you, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm shooting for like midday. I mean, I'm not trying to break any records here. All right, well, be careful. Well, there. All right, so Darren, are you going to hurt you i wish if you leave tonight you could probably get there by saturday if you shipped mm, yourself like that all depends ago, on that that all there. depends on whether or not they'd allow, let me cross the border or not so <laughs> I, the border crossing regulations are still a pain and actually getting into the u.s is easier than getting back into canada yeah right it's now. gonna say i don't think it'd be too hard to get in the u.s you might have a hard time getting home <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so all right i am planning on flying this weekend though uh, hoping to get together with a few buddies and go flying. Or my club is hosting a planker fun fly on Sunday. Yay! So I might try. Uh, Sunday's going to be a busy day for me already anyway, so I'm not sure if I'll be able to make it. But I do plan on going to the field on Saturday. Uh, other than that, I do need to... Oh, I'll, and I'll be doing a bunch of podcast editing. And okay. oh, and and I will be probably be on Discord on Friday night. Yes. <laughs> and other than that, I mean, I do have other projects. I got a scale helicopter. I've got a Bambi bucket for my scale helicopter. Oh, nice! For, for dropping water, and it's a working one, so it will pick up and drop water. Nice. Wow. Now but, you get to play in the moat. Yeah. The problem is, is I'm having trouble figuring out a good way to mount it to the helicopter. And that's my problem. So I need to try and do some more fiddling with that and working on that. And yeah. eventually go and build a Spectre V2. But I, you know, Andy, you've got yours mostly built and just needs to put the electronics in. And I don't like to start the build until I have everything. So well, I have it. I just, it's in it. I just got to yeah. do, finish the wiring. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I, I want to, if I'm going to start it, I want to finish it, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's still sealed up in the package because of that. So once I can get the servos, but that'll probably be a few weeks yet before I can get the servos. Yeah. And that's probably it for me. All right. Okay. So should we wrap this up? Yeah, we do yeah. have some listener pipelines, but I have no way to play them. So maybe next uh, week. Maybe oh, next man. week. Yeah. 
All right. So, uh, I don't know. We're not doing any wrap up. If you like no. us on Facebook, we appreciate it. If you sent yeah. us something on Facebook, we appreciate it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. If you're a, a person of Podbean, we appreciate it. iTunes reviews. Yeah. Drop us an iTunes re- review. We'll read it on the next episode if we're all here. For if sure. anything we've said tonight annoyed you, you can email us at toughshit.gmail.com. <laughs> if, uh, or, yeah. if anything about this show annoyed you, it's probably Darren's fault. Email the Yeah, email the Skids Up podcast. <laughs> uh, if anything it, I've said has annoyed you, blame Canada. I'm an idiot. <laughs> But if you want to email us for any reason whatsoever, um, <laughs> freefallrc <laughs> at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Our Facebook uh, page is just search Facebook for freefallrc podcast. You'll find us. We have a web page that probably everybody's been to more often than us. Uh, it's freefallrcpodcast.show. Say hi to Chris if you're there. Hi, Chris. Chris just had a birthday. Happy birthday, Chris. Happy birthday, Chris. Ooh, happy birthday. Uh, happy and birthday, he just, Steve. He just posted a video, Chris Rybert, of him flying his 416th flight on his uh, Velocity, um, Twisted Hobbies, Velocity, or whatever it's called, where he t- flew down inverted into the bean field and ripped the rudder off this thing and then still flew it around. <laughs> oh Dude, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so funny. Um Good job with flying that thing, Chris. He's got 400 and something flights on it. And he he usually posts a video every 100th flight. And uh, that was the that was to commemorate 400. Yeah. Uh, nice. We're on the we're on the flight test forums, I think, off the field, audio and video production, other than flight test podcast, free for RC podcast. Say hi to Dave, a.k.a. Hill the Flyer. That's David Hill. Say hi to him if you want. Hi, David, oh, hi, David Hill. Hi, David Hill. Uh, we got fellow podcasters. If you guys want to listen to more heli-related content or more RC flying-related content, there's there's a bunch of shows like Heliheads, Maximum Collective, Tellerotor, Skids Up, which yeah. Darren is a part of, uh, Inverted Down Under, uh, Houdini RC, RC Roundtable, RC After Hours, Park Flyer Podcast, RC Plan Lab, All Things That Fly, blah, 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 blah. And speaking of blah... Who's not really blind? You're, you're gonna see some Urcha videos. Check out Bill Ann. Bill, Bill, Bill. And check out his YouTube channel because that's the only place you're gonna see video of RC Helis primarily. And he's got new graphics now. I saw. Awesome yeah. job on the graphics, Bill. See, I nice. pick up on all those little things. I talked to Bill for a couple hours on the drive sorry. down to RCHO. Oh. Well, I called Kevin McGrady, and he's like, "Hang on a second. And then he, he joined Bill in to the call. It's like, what the fuck did you do that for? Yeah, what the hell, Kevin? <laughs> he I thought he was a friend of ours. I know. He's an ass. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like talking to Bill. He's a good guy. Yep. Yep. We, t- we talked about candy. Oh. Candy? I didn't think he yeah. even knew any women. Candy crush? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> candy <All right>. crush <laughs> alright we gotta we got cover that next episode Yeah, I can't wait to hear about the conversation about candy yep 
So, hey, if you're if you're a listener and you're still listening, if you're left, thank you. Uh, free our skies, and we'll see you next time. And happy birthday to Steve. Yeah. Happy birthday, Steve. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Danny. Thanks. All right, cool. Sorry for such a delay today, guys. Damn it, Andy. It's all your fault. It's not really my fault. It is my fault. All my, my entire shit to just quit working all of a sudden. I had to wait like an entire hour to talk about what I did this week, which was nothing. <laughs> hey, it gave me a chance to get my camera to actually work, even though it's a stupid little GoPro with numbers showing backwards. And I did prove that I still had a guitar here. So the numbers are good. correct on our side. Are they? They're backwards yeah. on mine. No, that looks good. Okay. Zero, 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 and four, three, <laughs> one, oh, nine. <laughs> Well, I didn't want to record 49 minutes of you fumbling around with a USB. <laughs> plugging it in, unplugging it. And then Ian talking through his boom. Uh, what an idiot. Me and Darren discussing guitars and stuff. Yeah. People don't want to hear that shit. Well, you did miss me going and, uh, you know, saying bad things about Ian's new helicopter, too. 20 a lot longer than that. Oh, no, not the 420. This is the, the 580. Oh, he said 420. Yeah, I did say 420. I don't know. Dude, I don't know which model of Kool-Aid he's got now, man. Why are you editing my, what I've done this week? (laughs) Why are you doing I I know. I was emphasizing the fact that I suck, and I was using (laughs) lowercase letters even in the sentence. (laughs) Show how much I suck. Undo. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, see how much better that looks? Alright. More pathetic. Uh, Ian, no tech tip? No, no tech tip. Oh my gosh. This podcast is going to hell. This podcast is going to hell, and with us is Darren. (laughs) (laughs) Darren. That's the reason it's going down. You have anything you've been watching? (laughs) I've been watching the Beatles get back. That's pretty cool. I wasn't asking you. God, I was trying to contribute. What the fuck? Uh, Yeah, I I can talk about something. Oh, and I got a story. Oh, wait a minute. I have. All right. Am I playing Steve? I guess. Because he like almost not be bothered. Yeah. And he's miserable. You got to do it. And he's miserable. He's too busy wrenching. (laughs) Yeah, I got a big ass fucking jamboree to go to. Oh. All right. You ready? Let's shoot.